Hey everyone, uh, Rowan here. Just wanted to make a few short announcements before you listen to this episode. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone who took the time to fill out the survey and the feedback episode. Uh, your responses helped influence my creation of this episode, and I really hope you enjoy what you helped create. Second off, this podcast now is a Twitter. If you want to get some cool behind-the-scenes info and also stay up-to-date on important announcements, feel free to follow us at capital B, B-T-C-D, capital P, pod, all one word. Once again, that is capital B, B-T-C-D, capital P, pod, all one word. Oh, and while you're there, check out the awesome artist who made our super cool cover art, Soup Time, uh, which is currently our pinned tweet. Lastly, thank you all so much for your patience. And while I don't have a firm release schedule yet, I'm hopeful the next episode will be out in a much more timely fashion than this one was. Um, That's all for now. Thanks for letting me talk your ear off for a bit. Now, on to the episode. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Beneath the Copper Dunes, Episode 1, Those Who Came Before Us. Hello, hello, is this thing on? Okay, I think it is. Um, anyway, this is Quinn, uh, sorry, Quinn O'Connell, the new station overseer for 13. The startup protocol said to make a formal check-in log once the comms ray was back online, so, um, here I am. Uh, <clears throat> so far I've reactivated the internal power, main life support, and, uh, the external defense grid. I'm not sure why that last one is listed as a primary system, if I'm being honest. I can't imagine you get any marauders or dust wraiths out here. But regardless, uh, external defenses are only functioning at 85% efficiency, owing to some kind of wiring malfunction off in Sector 4. So I'll make sure to take a look at that once the personnel rover is up and running again. The next item on the startup protocol looks to be filling out some kind of survey, the Extended Duration Overseer Evaluation version 3.11. Well, that sounds fun. I'll fill that out and attach it to the daily... (sighs) Never mind. It says here, please read all six questions out loud in their entirety and respond verbally during your official check-in. Do not provide multiple word answers unless told to. Thank you for your continued cooperation. Well, let's get this over with. Question one, have you ever performed work in a class two isolating environment before? Yes. Question two, have you ever consumed any type of psychoactive substance regularly for a period of over 60 standard days, such as, but not limited to, lysergic acid diethylamide, crazy corn, Invicta rubber adhesive number 17, uncooked or undercooked hypersalmon meat, or the chicken flavoring powder included in Joan and Johnson's ultimate dehydrated meat-like dinner. <sighs> no. Question three. Have you ever been diagnosed with Helios syndrome or Dyerlock disease? No. Question four. Have one or more of our direct competitors, including Knox Industries, Sola Firma Financing, or Ventura Medical, ever used you as a test subject for any experiment involving neural rewiring, long-term memory manipulation, subliminal messaging, or Class G nanite injection? Uh, no? Question 5. Have you ever considered joining any form of workers' union? No. Question 6. 
please list five separate words that you associate with the planet Earth. Um, hmm. Uh, wreckage, junkyard, desolate, family, scavengers. Is that all of them? Okay, I'm uh, not gonna lie, I'm glad that's over. <sighs> Let's see what's next on the startup protocol. Okay, looks like I should give a overview of station integrity. Uh, I mean, it's clearly been lived in. There's a green stain on the carpet near the airlock. There's a couple of empty food packs lying on the table. And the microwave looks uh, a bit burnt. But yeah, still works fine. All station systems seem to be functioning A-OK. -okay. Uh, sorry, I mean, all station systems seem to be functioning within normal parameters. Okay. Moving right along to the last item on the startup protocol. Please state your identification code clearly and carefully in order to unlock the habitation sector. <clears throat> O'Connell Quinn 2144-148-J. Um, did it work? Oh god, I have a lot of cleaning up to do. Uh, this is Station Overseer 13, Quinn O'Connell, signing off. Oh, for the love of stupid Invicta user interface, how do you turn this thing off? You know, as someone who's worked in remote outposts and isolated monitoring stations the majority of my life. I've picked up on some unspoken rules most people follow when their shift is over. Most of it is pretty simple. Stuff like, don't try and rewire the comms array, don't break recreation systems, and if you leave a place looking worse than you found it, it's usually nice to leave a housewarming present of, you know, some mediocre booze stashed in a vent somewhere to make up for the mess the poor person staying after you is going to have to clean up. That includes leaving all your junk lying around. Heavy, weird junk that leaks some kind of mild acid when you try to move it. Oh, and rocks. Lots of, lots of rocks. Now, don't get me wrong. In this line of work, you find stuff a lot worse than rocks. But that doesn't change the fact that whichever Bakred was here before me just had to make a hobby of collecting the heaviest objects they could possibly find. And better yet, leaving them for me to take care of. So yeah, that's my day tossing rocks in plastic crates before throwing them into the waste incinerator. <sighs> Seriously, what type of person gets joy from staring at dusty red clumps of... You know what? It's not my place to judge. <sighs> I just wish they had the common courtesy to clean up after themselves, or at least leave a bottle of penumbra whiskey tucked in a cupboard or something. But no, the cupboards are empty except for, you know, rocks. You know, I could technically report this to Invicta, actually. Since they own every inch of Martian soil south of the equator, this is, technically, destruction and displacement of corporate property, which, according to the 30-minute orientation video they kept looping on the shuttle ride in, is punishable by one Invicta demerit and a fine of up to 750 credits. <sighs> I shouldn't be insulting Invicta. 
I know they're just another gargantuan corporation intent on profiting off of literally every person they possibly can, but they hired a Terran so they can't be all bad, right? I don't know, it's just refreshing to see an employer who takes one look at your designation and doesn't flinch away from you like you're some kind of rabid animal once they realize you're from Earth. Besides, this station is not half bad. I've done shifts on monitoring stations near the dusk border, and let me tell you, that was hell. Anyway, since this is my first personal log in a new station, I'd like to give my usual first log spiel now. <clears throat> Greetings, whoever is listening to this. And if somebody, anybody is listening to this, congratulations. I have either committed a serious crime and this log is being used for evidence, I died on the job, probably either lightly brushed a vaporization conduit, or I might have just stumbled into an ore refinery. <laughs> or maybe I just finally got tired of eating food that comes in dust form. <laughs> ah, yeah. I almost forgot the most exciting, final option. I might have just finally lost it and ended up going crazier than good old Averon Helios himself. But hey, that's what these logs are supposed to do, right? Prevent that from happening. Now, I'm not sure which type of glue a shrink decided to sniff to come up with the grand idea of telling people to talk to themselves to prevent insanity in isolated environments, but where can I get some? <laughs> Whatever. It's more of a habit at this point. Make a pompous formal log for whatever corporation hires me to sit in these tin cans, then rant about it into a microphone for ten minutes. Speaking of ranting into microphones, I should probably stop doing that and get back to moving this junk. It's not like these rocks are going to move themselves. <laughs> you know, I kept rambling about how it's customary to leave gifts for the next station master if you make a mess of the place, but I never actually checked the most common hiding place for these little care packages. Don't get me wrong, I checked all the cupboards, lockers, closets, and vents in the station, but all of them were empty except for some rocks or a fine coating of Martian dust. That stuff really does get everywhere. But the one place I never did end up checking was behind the electrical maintenance panels. I know, I know, rookie mistake, but... I think I'm onto something. Let's see here. Huh, this panel looks really sturdy, and... Yeah, still has the original adhesive holding it together. Onto door number two. Oh, this looks promising. Or not. It's just a... Bunch of wires. Moving on. Oh, this looks promising. It looks like it's barely still attached to the wall it's been moved so many times. Hopefully it shouldn't be too hard to take off. Aha! I knew I was onto something. <sighs> I should have known. Yeah, there's something here, all right, and you've got exactly one guess as to what it is. If you guessed a bunch of rocks, congratulations, because that's exactly what's in here. Just a load of, well... Honestly, some kind of weird-looking rocks. And that's not the weirdest part. It looks like they're encased in glass. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe the previous overseer had a side job making designer paperweights. Whatever. Still falls under the category of more junk for me to clean up. Ow, mother of... Ah, they're hot. Ow, 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 ow. Ugh. 
Okay, maybe we'll leave those where they are. I don't know how they could be so hot, though. They're resting on an insulation panel, which is, you know, supposed to make things less hot. Hmm? What's this? Huh. A data tablet? Why would you try to hide this? Hell, why would you need to hide a bunch of fancy, mediocre paperweights for that matter? Is there anything actually useful here? Ah, lovely. A single, unencrypted audio file. Oh, and a few images and documents. Let's see what those are first. Hmm. Some kind of geographic survey? There's a lot of data here, and I'm no geologist, so it's gonna take me a while to make heads or tails of this. Next we've got a photo of mineral samples. Yeah. Don't know what I was expecting. Anyway, let's see what's on the audio file. Whoever finds this, I am making this long to detail my findings while stationed at the Invicta Mining Oversight. Hold on. Let me hook the data tablet directly into my remote recorder. That way it'll sound better. Plus, it'll create a better backup if I ever lose the tablet. Alright, here we go. Whoever finds this, I am making this log to detail my findings while stationed at the Invicta Mining Oversight Station 13. My name is... Uh, unimportant. All you need to know is that if you are listening to this, I am, without a doubt, dead. I, I feel it unwise to explain more so soon, but you must know nothing here is what it seems. I will leave you with a piece of advice and a warning. Firstly, the samples I have collected are extremely volatile. I'm, I'm still not entirely certain of their mineral composition, but they exhibit extremely strange reactions when exposed to high levels of certain types of non-ionizing radiation which is why I have encased them in a substance of my own creation that blocks most types of low-frequency radiation. Unfortunately, it also seems to react negatively with living tissue, creating an exothermic reaction of sorts. Well, usually only leading to mild or moderate thermal burning, there is a moderate chance of complete combustion of the casing, leading to a potentially large detonation. I would recommend against touching them. Out of all the samples I collected, these were the only three that demonstrated such a unique reaction to radiation. I have covered this further in a previous log, but all you should know for now is that if you find any more samples that even resemble the ones I have here, please, for the love of God, keep them away from any sort of electronic device. Now, a warning. Invicta is not to be trusted. Do not report anything regarding my samples or any similar materials you find to them. I say this for your own safety. Invicta is not to be trusted under any circumstances. I wish you luck, Traveler, and I hope these logs help you. I have encrypted them as a precaution. I hope you'll understand one day. Oh, and uh, one last thing. If Invicta is listening to this, I have only one thing to tell you. I know about the Ark, and I'm taking its secret to my grave. What the hell? I... What? I don't know where to start. First off, did they just say that these paperweights are basically bioreactive bombs? Because that seems like an issue. Although now I'm pretty glad I didn't decide to try and toss them in the waste incinerator. I don't even know where to begin with the second part of the message. I've never been a supporter of massive multi-planet corporations that control people's lives don't get me wrong but the level of caution this asks for i'm beginning to think the poor guy might have gone a little paranoid i'll work on cracking the other logs although if i can be honest i don't have a lot of faith that i'm going to discover something that makes this whole situation more clear i i think this is a good spot to end the personal log for today
I'll keep you updated on anything new that pops up. And for the time being, I guess I'll try to be careful about what I put in my official check-in logs. This is Quinn signing off. Oh my god, could Invictus seriously make this goddamn user interface less intuitive? All I want to do is end this goddamn- Sound effects from zapsplat.com Additional sound effects by Eric Matias at soundimage.org Today's royalty-free music is produced by Arthur Vink, Scott Buckley, Nyoko, and Eric Matias. Quinn O'Connell was voiced by Rowan Azure. Alexis Goncharov was voiced by Miles Murray. Today's episode was written by Rowan Azure and edited by Miles Murray with additional assistance. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. Thank you for listening.